0: What is up, guys? It is Stu. This is another episode of the What the Fuck Gym Talk podcast. I've got uh, my good colleague and friend here, Andrew Charlesworth, hailing from um, the state I don't like to talk too much about uh, up there in the north. Um, but the owner and founder of CrossFit, 2A I butchered that probably, but you guys did no, it. Perfect. I did it fucking A. Listen, so perfect. real quick, what I'm not doing on this, uh, dude, Andrew and I had a podcast. Mm-hmm. He came on, it was probably what, like 20? Nineteen, twenty twenty, 2020 or something like that and Somewhere we came there. on and we wrapped we had a really good time and so if you want like the backstory and all that shit i i want you to go listen to that otherwise I, we've got a lot we want to jam on and a, here's what i really want you to know um andrew is uh crossfit hq staff level three he's been doing this for when do you how many years now are you into this fucking thing um uh, working on staff 10 years well, just it, then, just in the crossfit scene
1: oh geez since like 2010
0: yeah. So Somewhere the dude's there. been in it for, let's call it 12 plus years. He's very intelligent. Uh, I get a lot of DMs when I make posts and some of them are like telling my, you know, I hope your mom gets cancer of the eyes. And the other ones are just really good conversational like pieces. Andrew falls in that category. So anytime I get a chance to to jam with somebody um, on all aspects of micro gym and fitness and programming and all that good shit, um, it's awesome. So dude, thank you so much for taking the time. I know you're busy as fuck.
1: Oh, thank you, man. Um, <laughs> that was a, you went right to the cancer and die sort of thing. Wow. Um, yep.
0: my, they're, agra- yeah. they're aggressive DMs. They're, they're aggressive okay. fucking DMs.
1: <laughs> I, I really appreciate you since we did a little bit of um, talk, like before we started this, you, you like are going to play the game that I want to present. And I think that this could be one of the best podcasts for the CrossFit gym owner, um, in my own opinion, if we kind of nail it down. All like right, Stu do said, um, my name's Andrew. Nothing I say is any uh, advice from CrossFit home office. This is just my opinion. Um, I own a gym with my wife, so I'm going to I'm gonna put that in right now. Uh, so this is just what Andrew does. It's not the right way, wrong way. It's just a way. Got that out of the way.
0: Perfect. And you guys like that now. Is that it's CrossFit home office, not HQ, correct? Correct. Got it. Cool. So um, everyone get it straight. It's not HQ anymore. All righty. So br- brother, you you listen, you're uh this is my world. I'm just your world. I'm just living in it. So you just, you set up the tone, you set up the topics and let's jam.
1: Okay. So Stu has mentioned before that he is an ADD person. So Stu is what happens when you take medication and get very organized. I am on the ADD spectrum of when you just do crazy shit all day and don't take your medication. (laughs) So I will try my best to stay focused. Um, Some of you listen to this probably have me for level one, level two, and you'll know, I, I have some gems in here. But sometimes they have to kind of spit themselves out. So Stu, in my opinion, why I don't dislike him coming from CrossFit and being a CrossFit maxi, I believe in CrossFit, I believe in the model, is he has some good fucking ideas. You, it doesn't matter if you disagree with one of his opinions. His ideas, at least he's getting you thinking. So I wanted to challenge him. So now I'm like, I'm putting him in the seat. He's got a nice little area. I'm in my frigging basement. Here's But we're switching around. So Stu is now a CrossFit maxi. He's going to open a gym. Okay, that's his goal. He loves CrossFit. He's a humanitarian. We both openly know that that is not going to be the most uh, profit he could make in the fitness industry. He might go with something completely different if his only goal was to make money. Okay, I'm going to admit that too. If my only goal is to make money, I probably wouldn't open a CrossFit gym if that was my only goal. But I'm much like you guys you know, you're obsessed. You've seen the marriages happen in your gym. You cry tears with them. You're, you're a, you're a community person. So Stu's goal here is we're going to talk through this. He wants to open across the gym and get people fitter for the next year's open. And why we use that is because we have to define our terms with something. Otherwise we're just throwing out too much stuff, right? Like, Oh, should I be doing legless rope climbs? What if I don't hit this uh, time domain? It's that's just stupid at this point of the conversation. So Stu said he's down. I have four big like pillars I want to really go for. And the first starts with pricing model. Um, typically, CrossFit gyms do monthly. Am I correct? You work with more clients, right, Stu?
0: Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Most people go with an EFT model, which is electronic funds transfer. You know, we all know subscription model.
1: Okay. Is that what you're going to do opening your gym like month one? Or are you going to go to your, are you going right away as a CrossFit gym? Are you going to the, price per, uh, sorry, is it price per class or price per month for whatever?
0: Well, so, I mean, there's the pricing model, like how I position the pricing to the customer. There's EFT and and PIF, paid in full. And at Mm -hmm. most gyms are going to start off, I would start off with an EFT model. I'd have three options. I'd probably do frequency-based pricing, which everyone knows it's, you know, your pricing tiers are set based on the amount of attendance per month they're allowed to have. And then I'd have like a PIF option. That PIF option would be maybe like buy 12 months, get your 13th month free, forces the credit to fucking stay and, or a 10 class punch card, um, at, uh, 10% less than my drop in.
1: Awesome. And I took his advice. I'm, I am going to say that it's been a nightmare for me to get this switch going, but I'm hopeful by May, I'm going to have 100% of new, (laughs) new members only switch to either four classes a month plus unlimited open gym with the 24 hour access, plus they get our program for free. So it's like, I'm going to, there you're going to see that four classes a month, plus 24 hour access, plus the program, it's going to be four, eight, 12 and unlimited. So you have four options to pick.
0: Got it. So you have four times a month, eight times a month, 12 times a month. And then what you're making the assumption is 16 times a month, essentially is what you would, your unlimited is going to be.
1: Correct, somewhere in there. So I'm going to give them four options to pick, and also I think that allows for more affiliates that they don't have right now is the ability to downgrade. I don't like right now when people look at their bills, they're like 150, 150, 150, 150 every single time. I didn't make it. Be like, hey, you have a chance to downgrade. Maybe your four times per month can be. Maybe you can make it with your rent with all your expenses. Maybe you can make it 70, 77. I don't know where you're at. You might be in Ohio. You might be in Michigan. You might be in California. That have, have to change, but. Do you agree that most affiliates miss that downsell?
0: If they don't have frequency-based pricing, and here's the thing with four times a month, I would never even list that. Okay. Because realistically, you and me and everyone else would agree, bro, I can't do much with somebody who comes in one time per week.
1: A. Right, a. But, but you missed my open month. gym. You missed my 24-hour sure. access.
0: 100%, but you also understand, yeah. you, you got, I'm sure you have open gyms in your area, like Globo gyms, people, places where they can go to get that, correct? correct. Well, correct. they walked in your door, probably from having been at one of those places. So you gotta also understand it's not always a value add. In the CrossFit world, we see it as a value add because we're seeing class, 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 class. And then we see clients who want to get better, get better, get better. Well, if you don't program the thing they wanna get better at that week, Well, this open gym becomes now it becomes a value add. So like when the first time someone comes in the door, you got to really just know the background. Where'd you come from? If someone told me they came from 24 seven or snap fitness or whatever, I'm not really, I'm going to tell them about my open gym, but I realize they're not going to give a fuck. They just left that. That's not a value add. Now they might be like, oh. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, like, you're right, but I think it's a good way to bridge the gap. But that four times a month, like at Orange Theory, at Urban Movement, we keep that in our back pocket. I always went eight, 12, 16, and I pulled out okay. my four times a month if I needed to. It was It's not, it's really good um, average revenue per person per class, ARPC. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, that's, and again, let me just make sure my this right. Should I be, po- should we just be discussing this? Should I be poking holes and stuff? How's that? Uh, give me my I mean, role you- here.
1: Okay, <laughs> your, your your role is you have a theoretical affiliate to produce. Okay, okay. And, and right now, like, so I just get to call gonna... the
0: shots. However, I, however I would do it.
1: Exactly, and then because I'm t- kind of doing things the way that uh, I've taken your information over the years. So if I say, oh, I'm doing it a little different. Here's how I do it. I'll just kind of. we're in. comparing
0: so, my hypothetical affiliate to your established in real life affiliate.
1: Correct, because I, I think I'm doing okay. Like we, I mean, I use. Um, insight, tab, like all, all the stuff you've ever recommended. This and podcast is
0: called, uh, let's see, let's check and make sure I've been really efficient at using Stu's free advice. It's, yeah, like, yeah. it's essentially yeah. what we're doing, which is cool. I, I'm digging this. I'm, I'm down. Hey, so, you, you put it out there. So you going with, okay. So you're going with based pricing, eight, 12, 16, asterisks, next to 16. They can come unlimited on the 16. They, a la carte so they want to come 17 times they can every class beyond the 16 they're hit at about 50% of what the um arpc is on that so again let's say okay. it's $200 a month and they come 16 okay. times that's $12.5 per class is what they're paying i'd probably have them paying right in the ballpark of 7 extra dollars 8 extra dollars per additional class they want to come to. So it's a good discount based on what they're doing, but I'm doing that knowing that less than 9% of people are going to come over 16 times in a month.
1: Okay, are you going to advertise that on your pricing schedule? Like when you say eight, are you actually going to say 14.72 per class, 12? $11 and no
0: I I did we I've done it all like I ran experiments at urban treating it like a petri dish I did it all monthly has always just been fine because I'm in a market where boutique fitness is just an average set price so nobody really gets sticker shocked anymore back in the day you know her and everyone was giving all the advice like well do your pricing per week because you're going to get an extra week you know blah blah blah, or do it per day it seems less man I'm like it's boutique fitness now there's a there's an average price point people don't really get sticker shocked and if they got sticker shocked they shouldn't have walked in my door in the first place but i'm Absolutely. not going to advertise it as 16 i'm probably going to advertise it as unlimited with the asterisks because it technically is unlimited you're given right. 16 set and then you could add on as many as you want
1: okay i like that and let's uh i did the 24 hour access smartest thing i've ever done and i admitted before uh we started to record i'm undercharging for that um but like i said i'm, I'm changing my my pricing model come Why may do you think you're for, undercharging
0: what tells you you are
1: it is so well utilized by the members, uh, whether we set them up with that through information and coaching and and programming or not. But I would say on average, I have about close to 190, anywhere from 190 to 200 members kind of ranging in that. And I would say 60 to 80 people work out a day and I don't see them. And I don't mean that to be like an open gym. uh,
0: What are you charging for this open gym add on?
1: Oh, I don't even want to say it, buddy. Okay. I'm going to say it. I'm gonna say it. Um, I I charge them either twelve bucks a month, which nobody really does. Uh, yeah. Most people just pay a hundred bucks a year. So okay. right when they sign up, I will say, "Hey, here's your." Uh, well, right now I'm on monthly, and then if you want to add right now for a hundred dollars a year, you can yeah. literally come here anytime.
0: Yeah, I, I would say you're probably you know you're, you're significant. Yeah, you're right. You're under. I would be looking at it like based on your and your average membership price is what
1: average membership price if you do all the discounts everything is around 108
0: 108 okay so i'd probably have you in like that 15 to 20 buck range add on per month type scenario which yeah. my guess would probably be close to in line to what a 24/7 global gym in your area might be not yep. planet fitness take them off the table cuz that's 9 bucks a month but like for the average one you know a good gold's gym whatever a place that's going to have good functional fitness equipment you'll probably be close to there by charging, you know, the, the numbers I recommended, but yeah, I mean, you definitely could increase it. And I, I promise you, you probably, again, like everything else, no one's going to, do you think anyone's going to give a fuck about an extra, like an extra a hundred dollars right. a year, essentially like no. double the price? Like, no,
1: no, they, they wouldn't. And, and that's the thing is like, that's why I'm kind of changing. And although your post the other day about, um, <laughs> it's okay to, or not like the grandfathering in it's, that that gets hard for the affiliate owner, I think, and as it should be, but you are still correct on that, but it doesn't mean I'll take your advice on that, and I don't think most affiliate owners do, and that's us kind of hitting ourselves in the head, like, hey, I'm grandfathering, I'm people, grandfathering in. people in, I, yeah. I have, I mean, it's, it's part of me where, like, it, we're very tribal, I have the gym tattooed on my body, like, they kind of know, I'm showing up to people, uh, you know, if they're, if they're, Mother passes away. I'm trying to show to the funeral. If they're, um, we you had also a member. You said in the this,
0: beginning, you're a humanitarian. Like, hu- yeah, this, exactly. the gym is essentially just a vehicle for you to practice the humanitarianism, like, inside of you. And Correct. and that's fine. Whereas, like, again, if that's the case, I think doing it exactly what you're doing is, is perfect. I think you can be a humanitarian. You're not going to live in poverty. You're not going to make no. nearly as much money as you could if you went into this thinking of it as a capitalist, as a as a business guy, and it's a business first. Whatever you know, awesome relationships and stuff I can squeeze out of it. Beyond that, good, great, grand. Um, but it, which again, there's not one model that's better than the other. So it's okay. just got to be what you want. I'm with you. So are you? Would you implement some sort of 24-hour access open gym thing? Yes or if no? I, if my facility was large enough and I could separate the two areas, um, if they would never impede on each other, because I need to be able to offer, if I'm going to offer 24 seven, I have to be able to offer it 24 seven, not just when classes aren't happening. So I, I yeah. need two unique, I need two unique spaces for it. And if I don't have two unique spaces, I will hit a ceiling on the 24 seven area. Um, that will become more of a headache than anything else. Cause then if there's not a separation, I've looked at me, I've literally, I've, Uh, relatively recently, I just went to visit a gym and went and looked at this. I'm like, bro, there's no separation between your open gym model and your group. Like, yeah, Yeah. it's not going to be that big of a deal. I'm like, not until some fuck over at open gym wants a barbell and goes over to the class area and grabs it. And that now fucks with your, you know, the workflow you have on your class there. And yeah, you got to have separate space, separate equipment.
1: Yeah, which is nice. I mean, I am a uh, like I'm a I'm a big teddy bear and everybody would would tell you that who knows me. My wife is much smaller, uh, much more athletic. She was g- like gifted with natural gifts. She has laid down the law that if you are working out in class, she will bite your fucking head off. And <laughs> I think like, and I absolutely love her for that because I, I, our members do respect that. But they know that we're not putting in any more classes. You could get uh, like every affiliate owner, the person is like, oh, can you? Uh, the members like, can we put in another class? Can we put in another class? And it's like, no, dude. How many what you we offer? Have. We offer six am, seven am, nine thirty, four thirty-five, thirty-six, thirty. So six hours. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it is not changing. And so people know, like, all right, I have I have a little gap here. I can get here at five. I can say from ten thirty. You know, not the best hours in the world, but class, I would say what's from your class cap. I have uh, nothing yet, but it would be as amount of ergs we have because I have that in the in the notes here. If yeah. I have enough ergs, because the way we run our program, pretty much everybody gets own every erg. Every single time, there's an erg. Yep. So no, no, no. And Everybody that gets, gets their own erg. Yeah. Uh, yes. And no, depending on the workout. So I'd say 28, I have 28 ergs. That's I Jesus Christ.
0: That's a lot of ergs. So technically, so you could, you're saying you could have 28 people in the class then, if you really want to have Correct. this one-to-one model. Okay. Yep. Yeah. With 28 people in a class, you can run six classes a day and do pretty decent.
1: Oh, with the open gym, it's just killing it because sometimes people like if you had a bad like if you had a bad day and you just feel like working out, doing the workout of the day, and you come on in during open gym time, people love that. Yeah, What's but we on, can't though, factor
0: your open gym yet because your open gym is making you 45 cents per visit.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. But I'm, t- I'm talking about if people did take our advice, I would listen to what you just said. Definitely charge more if you were willing to do the open gym, if you had the ability to do it. It doesn't cost that much to get ADT in there and to get swipe cards, or you can use the uh, hybrid AF, I think. Yep, hybrid AF, a, yep.
0: And here's some numbers for everyone listening. If you're, whatever you're charging in your EFT, you're going to want to charge around 15%, maybe up to 20 or a little bit more, 22 and a half percent of your monthly EFT for the add-on for the open gym kind of model. If you can truly go 24 seven and it's unencumbered, that would just be some ballpark numbers for everybody listening. Mm
1: -hmm. We're going to have to jump around, but I, hopefully when people listen to it, it'll be better. Cause you did mention, I would do it if I had the facility design. So now, Stu's opening up his theoretical gym. We know that he's going to do the 8, 12, 16. And then after that, the people pay for class. But you are allowed to literally create your dream layout. That is, you can play that game. So okay. if you're playing that game, would you have a separate area for open gym? Yes or no?
0: Correct. I would, I'd probably be looking at something like, it's called it 6,000 square feet. I'd want around yep. a 3,000 square foot group training floor maybe less, maybe 2,500 square feet right in there from my model. And then I'd like uh, almost an equal amount of space for open gym. What people don't realize in open gym, the operational capacity is far worse because it's unpredictable in my group model. In this hypothetical, I can run it in place. I can run stations. I I can predict every class. I control the workout flow. I do. Nobody else. However, in open gym, I am not in control of that. I just left open gym. I'm about to go back and do class after this podcast. And bro, I mean, I, today I was, I was a little, uh, I was a little piggy, right? I was taking up a little bit of extra space than I typically do, but I was the only one in there and it worked out fine. But had there been 15 other people at this open gym? That would have I would have I personally would have felt like a dick and changed the workout so I didn't take up as much space. But an owner, let's say I didn't, let's say I'm just that prick who just wants 15 pieces of equipment for his workout. That owner is going to have to come by and fucking have that. It's probably going to be your wife. It's probably going to have to have that conversation with right. like, homie. You're limited to pieces of equipment here. Get rid of your fucking three-hour Bergeron power hour bullshit, and yeah. uh, you need to you need to consolidate. So that's what I'm saying is open gym guys. It's more difficult because you are not in control of the op cap and how much square footage the average person utilizes
1: but you would do it. Yes, I would. You, you, you would. Okay. We got that. So then um, I, I'm actually jumping to program design now because you, we talked about Ergs. Let me, I, I have so many damn Ergs, but I might have more. I have, cause I have Echo Bikes too. They take up a lot of space, especially the rowers. And then here's something I, I personally, once again, this is just personal. Every C2 is designed to be the same. So if you're doing calories in your workout, always write calories in your workout. It doesn't matter. We literally say in our program, roski bike, roski bike, roski bike. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter which one you choose. It is an erg. All right. So I I truly believe in that model of like my uh, class is capped based on how many ergs I have for a one-to-one thing. If I can have an erg and bodyweight movement, that's a great workout. Erg and a dumbbell, great movement. Erg and a, you know, short barbell, great movement. So I, I don't know, like it's, I think that's where the cap runs with the ergs, but you could also do it and always run stations and always run four minute on, one minute off, four minute on. You know, you could do things of that nature. Do you yeah. agree, disagree, would you be doing that?
0: No, I would. I, so let's go back to the numbers I said. I'd want 2,500 square feet for my, my floor, for my space. I would be running an in-place okay. model. So I'd be giving everyone's about 75 square feet of space. That comes out to 33 people per class. Well, I got okay. equipment on the floor. I got some things. So I'm going to take that down to about a 24-person model. Per class plus the coach. So there's 25 humans on the floor, and I'm gonna go with a 50% erg model. So if there's 24 people in the class, I have 12 ergs. I would go with four okay. different ones: runners, rowers, Ooh. bikes, ski, and I'd have three of each.
1: I like it. Um, pricey on
0: the runners. That's what
1: everyone just heard. Who's an affiliate owner? Listen. First off, let and me I'm- tell
0: you, dude, guys, listen. Let me tell you something. I can't, I have such, I'm such a prick about this. You cheap fucks. <laughs> I would go to a Globo gym. Do you know how much a treadmill would cost? Any of my global gyms? Oh, dude, gym I work in one. Fucking... I
1: listened to your podcast and was at the Globo gym I used to work at when you were talking about that. So you nine are
0: nine to $13,000, depending on what you're getting. If it's a really nice matrix or one of the higher end pre cores or the techno gyms. And you guys are going to complain about true grit or fucking assault charging like three grand for something that's probably going to last you forever. You guys have got to like. If you really think this piece of equipment is that important and you look at the whole world of commercial fitness equipment, $3,000, you should be able to pull out of your ass. And that's it. If you're a business and you're even considering buying this kind of equipment and you're like, man, three grand is a lot of money to spend on equipment. You probably shouldn't be buying any fucking equipment. You haven't learned. Yeah. You, you haven't squeezed any money out of the fucking equipment you already have. So I just I don't I, listen. I was broke, too. I was broke, too but my god like when i hear people bitch and complain about rogue fitness prices or the price on this it's like dude you need to go fucking you need to really examine how inexpensive it is to run a micro gym versus the boutique oh, options out there and the and the globo gyms and just get some fucking perspective
1: without a doubt so i i slightly disagree with the in place model here's only why i think it's great but um the way we run it because remember the end goal is i want people to get fit every year for the open I can kind of take those, I don't know, 20 to 30 movements. Cause that is still our, our principle. And I can do, if, if you know how to rotate an Imam well as a coach, you can really do well with four to five movements. Uh, one can even be a rest. So that way you can get, let's say you had six ergs in uh, four movements plus a rest. So you're doing a, a 30 minute workout. Does that make sense? So you're doing like every time you go through. You're, you're talking about stations. Yeah, it's it, in theory stations, but also yeah. I can do five minutes, uh, five minutes of work, two minute rest, five minutes of work, two minute rest, five minutes of work, two minute rest to get a different type of stimulus with three separate workouts. So uh, you know what I mean? Like, hey, group A, group B, group C, And I know that gets kind of challenging, but
0: if if you got a couplet or a triplet, now you have, if you have a couplet, you got six movements you got to teach to everybody. If it's a triplet, you got nine movements you got to teach to everybody. But if you put an erg in every single one, you really only got to have to teach that one resistance training or that second resistance training. So, yes, I mean, it's what Metabolic does. You know, Metabolic's original gym was Fight Gone Mad. They copied Fight Gone Bad and all all they did is create stations out of it. So, yes, an in place model is just a, more, uh, is just a different way to guarantee op cap, but you can do it with stations as well.
1: Cool. Okay, so we're in agreement on that. Never mind, we don't disagree. See, I, and I just think most gyms right now are losing it with trying to be like, all right, how am I going to get the twenty one fifty nine in? All right, like, how, what, what, what's going to happen? Am I going to have enough time to teach? Uh That I guess we'll go to the next thing. Like, what movements are we completely, <laughs> completely washing out of Stu's new affiliate? Like, what? Movements are gone.
0: Is my new affiliate have the same aspiration as yours as far as like getting people fit for the open?
1: It has to. That's it has to. Okay, that's okay. Okay. Yeah.
0: So if that's if that's my aspiration, um, you know, I I'm probably not going to get rid of any movements. I am going to do something where you have to um test into I'm a big fan I don't know why it didn't pop more than it did but I was always a big fan of Nathan Holiday and the level method. I thought that was yeah. a very intelligent way to just say no you're here. That means you cannot do this. And like I assign you a color code and you can celebrate when you move on, but that's the issue. CrossFit gyms generally you guys going to get a little bit like oh well he really wants to try the butterfly. I'll I'll, I'll just go, just give it a try like even though we know you got to work on your strict pull-ups like and we just there's just like, it's very loosey-goosey. It's based, the client picks their own journey as far as that goes for the most part, unless your yeah. wife's maybe on the floor and then your wife's like putting the kibosh on, like no motherfucker until you have five strict chest of bar pull-ups, you're not butterflying. I would create something like that. I would have to create a culture in which you earned the ability to do skill sports. Skill sport is kipping, skill sport is upside down, skill sport is touch and go, skill sport is all that silly bullshit. You have to earn skill sport. And once you earn skill sport, I don't, you know, great, cool, grand.
1: Yeah, and, and uh, if you look at the open workouts this year, a lot of people, like we talked about before here record, I mean, was it wall walks, uh, dumbbell snatches, box jump up, step down. Okay, I thought that was unique. Like, these are kind of movements that you, maybe you're metabolic or whatever. They're doing those too. Then you had deadlifts at a, yeah, 225 is definitely heavy. You had deadlifts and bar over burpees. And then you had one workout that kind of tested the skill in the very end, which I thought that was great because it allowed so many people to play, but all the workouts were higher cardiorespiratory endurance, higher muscle stamina. I guess people will call it more boot campy. So here's why I don't like people testing in. When we do like strength protocols, we call it endurance Friday. I mean, it's been the same way for probably six months now. We have people do a certain amount of uh, calories on the erg. Let's say stu- every three minutes, 25 calories, three cleans. I don't care if it's a squat clean. I don't care if it's power clean. I don't care if you how to make people do hand cleans, just record what you did. And then next time you'll see, and guess what? You can increase your calories if you want to next time, if it wasn't hard enough, you can always increase your weight too. I mean, something that simple is going to get people better. And we do that for anywhere from 36 to 40 minutes a lot of times. Okay. So, I mean, these are just simple things that I think people are missing is duration of workouts and kind of that, that was like the, what movements would we would eliminate, but putting in duration you're going to eliminate the rings probably. Those are gone, right? Like, what's the point? No,
0: No, I mean, that's all I had at Urban Movement. I got rid of the pole. Okay, hold on,
1: hold on. Hold on. I remember the Urban Movement. Let's just say that we know a bar muscle-up is going to be coming for your future clients, perhaps. And that is the end game of like a CrossFitter dream. Oh my God, I got to the top of the bar. I mean, as far, in 2012, it was ring only. People didn't even care. It's like, can you do ring muscle-up or not? I just think things have changed. Would you still keep rings in? knowing that people are going to need to get pull-ups, kipping pull-ups, perhaps chest of our pull-ups in your uh, testing into thing or not.
0: Yeah, I, I, and again, just personally as a coach, I know, and you could not argue me out of this anyway, I would absolutely slaughter you, that the rings are a superior product to learn pull-ups on than a stationary static bar. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Um, and the nice thing about like an urban, when I got rid of the pull-up rig and I went to the in-spot model, every spot was an eight by six square. There's a set of high rings, and a set of low rings and instantly. So any, you go to any spot. So I believe the ability to, to learn pull-ups on a static bar, it's far better to learn on an object that allows me to go neutral supine or pronated easily to whatever my shoulder is most likely to allow. And it, it actually gives you a consequence for shitty kipping. The pull-up bar hides shitty kipping all day, every day. The rings do not. If you do not engage your scabs and initiate their tight from toenails to fingernails on a, on the rings, you swing around like a dumb fuck. You yeah. I, don't think with, I, I
1: would never, you can I'll get away with it that. on a
0: pull-up bar. You can get away I'll with it. I would never argue that. Bar. So like, you're totally correct. That's where I would go with that. And then I would maybe have pull-up bars, but it's like one of those things you would work up to, to get to.
1: Okay. See, that's where it's kind of hard because yes, like no no one's going to argue, you know, the, the grips, the, you know, even having to use two arms, it's just, this is going to show up. This isn't that's where I think, but you don't, first off, I
0: I would also just like, my thing is, let me ask you this. I'm just curious, like as a sidebar, why do you want people to be prepared? Why do you want people to do well in the open?
1: It's honestly just a really well-organized, um, community builder. That's but it.
0: Why do you place your goal over the clients? What are you talking about? Okay. I believe it's kind of silly to go ahead and be like, Hey guys, I want to prepare for the open and be like, I don't really know what the open is. Andrew. I, uh, I've got this thing around my stomach that doesn't look great when I laugh in the summertime in a bathing <laughs> suit is the open. If I get better for the open, will that go away? And you say, yes, everything I'm going to oh, no. do here with you will help you lose body fat and you'll also be able to do this really fun thing that we do towards the end of the year. If you sold me on it that way, maybe. But at the end of the day, it's like getting people ready. And this is where like I've seen Sean Pastuch, who I fucking love, just kind of just like start stirring the pot a little bit with this whole sport thing. Like the Open is sport. It's the sport the same way a 5K is sport. It's still sport, sure. right? Yep. It's still sport. It is It is the competitive application of a methodology. Okay. So I guess like we're running commercial facilities, GPP based for the average person. And the second they come in, it's like they walk in, and if we had the money, we'd slap them on with a fucking uniform and be like, all right, soldier, you're (laughs) joining CrossFit, CrossFit Southend right now. We're going to get you ready for fucking game day. Okay. All right. Welcome to the Thunderdome, bitch. Get in there. Give them a little slap on the ass. (laughs) And, and like, it's just like, I, I, why like what if someone's like bro i literally all i want to do is i heard you guys do this i want to look like this i really don't care if i ever jump over a jump rope twice i don't give right. a fucking shit
1: but you yeah you're do not wrong well.
0: yeah so i guess you're, like yeah that's I, i'll I guess give you a my opinion for you.
1: yeah yeah sure that's a great i mean so like i am I, I my competitiveness is out of this world i've set a uh kettlebell record for north america for most snatches I've competed in the CrossFit regionals and I'm way too big. Do you, do you have enough. a long I've, cycle? I've done, do you have a long cycle video on YouTube? No, I did the snatch. So I have a oh. 211 rep, uh, snatch in the 10 minutes and that like everything I do and I kind of compete. So
0: isn't the long, long cycle short, snatch too in competitive and in, in no, long cycle no?
1: double kettlebell. And then you go here, snatch is just one, but you only get one.
0: Uh, okay. 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 Cool. Go ahead. Yeah. So, um, so Maybe
1: that is just our vibe. So what I'm saying is you're not wrong with what you just said about the sport, like a 5K is a sport. Why, if anyone who runs doesn't have to enter a 5K, Um why it works in our gym. We had 117 people sign up for the Open this year. Um, I will not go into details about this just in case, but I had a, we had a um, relationship with another gym. We helped another gym. Long story short, partnership went bad. That gym had hundred and seventy four people i think signed. Up. so in my small town almost 300 people signed up for the CrossFit Open. That's so awesome. if that yeah and if that sounds like something that is cool to you listening to this then what you just said kind of it it, it matters but it doesn't so my answer sure. to you is this we don't push it at all we we do not push it one bit all of a sudden yeah. it just starts to like compound to this culture you don't have to to put yeah
0: yeah you've just created a fun crossfit culture type scenario and And that took a long time and and yes that's just my question is like i get it and again you also come from i mean like you eat sleep and breathe it at a higher level you work for crossfit home office you are at a different level of eat sleep breathe um if an owner is listening to this and they their goal was i want to open a humanitarian as you placed it you know CrossFit facility in which we are pushing the doctrine of crossfit as hard as possible because i believe it is the best thing anybody everybody should ever fucking do then yeah create a culture like what andrew's done and then it just the guys that i get are the owners who are like well yeah i really like crossfit but my fucking wife's pissed because i'm not making any money and i can't afford to put braces (laughs) on my kid i'm like cool listen if you need if you're now looking for an alternative business angle or you're looking to kind of you know evolve from it i have a few suggestions and we were going to the the pre recording of this you know you were saying like man i think there's a lot of crossfitters who they kind of listen to your shit, but at the same time, because you don't drink the Kool-Aid, they're not not—they're not always picking up what you're putting down. And I get it. And because I don't think I'm for the Kool-Aid drinking CrossFitter. I think for someone who's like, I like CrossFit as a methodology, and that's it. Because yeah. there's two things here, Andrew. There's business models and fitness models. Too many of you guys that do CrossFit confuse. You think your fitness model is your business model. And I'm here to tell you, it is the most inaccurate backwards ass statement you could possibly make because it can't be. It can't yeah. be because fitness methodologies kids evolve over time. That's why I'm calling out CrossFit on this tempo shit. Constantly varied with, functional movements that I I've been making a lot of posts on that respect the tempo, that personal blog I started. Oh yeah, I
1: saw that. You I just stole I, all that from Thunderbro anyway. It's Thunder like I shouldn't have never I'm just kidding. Remember Lipson? the old. Oh, we yeah,
0: have uh, Oh, Lipson. Oh, I was yeah. Like, that's like an account. Um No, like, no, that was
1: me and Lipson. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's why. Yeah. So it was so funny. That's why I give you shit about them. Like, oh, you just stole all the stuff we cause with with our eight by eight, um originally when we were doing our seminars for Thunderbro, that's what we would talk about is we it's would eight say eight, that just eight sets bite reps Dude, that, that. Eight by eight is what, that was our original commercial. That's what um, sold more eBooks than Oprah Winfrey. Uh, don't step check me on that. But um, eight by eight was basically the program we came out with where it was eight sets of eight with a three second eccentric 30 second rest after each set.
0: Oh yeah. No, but that's, and, that's yeah. Yeah. That's, and that's that just different.
1: crushed people. Yeah. That just absolutely. And people loved it. But then when, when the seminars would come along, they, we tell them be like, this was kind of how bodybuilding was in the sixties where they were doing functional movements. They were doing supersets with tempos with low rest. I mean, this, this stuff has been around for a long time. Yeah. So I didn't but see I, your posts on the, all the I'm tempo saying, thing.
0: Yeah. My, my thing was the CrossFit definition, constantly varied functional movements, high intensity is one of the best definitions that has ever existed for a methodology. However, Everything right now, everything is constantly varied functional movements at high intensity. Every studio right. that's orange, every studio that's blue or berries or urban or metabolic or CrossFit, everyone's doing that. So their, their, their uh, definition was so beautiful because it was so broad in application. So yeah. now, I, and again, I the one thing I get really annoyed with some of my latest CrossFit friends, and I've got a handful of them, and I think they're great dudes, It's like, bro – you do have to admit that after 20 plus years, everything should deserve maybe a little bit of a tweak, maybe a little bit like, no, it's fucking perfect the way it is. Don't you dare talk shit <laughs> on it, Stuart. Greg Glassman fucking bled for that definition. I'm like, bro, can we agree that saying high intensity in the definition is definitely getting misconstrued and that high intensity is the thing that everyone in the fitness industry is bastardized and is it just should like- be. I
1: mean, re- and, and, and we teach that in the in level one, it is relative. And that's so the hard part is we- I
0: think. So why don't they yeah. change that in definition? And then sure. why don't we add tempo? Because in all of strength and conditioning, for those of us who are actual exercise physiologists, like we actually, from an academia perspective, we understand everything from the fucking Krebs cycle to the fucking sits muscles in your rotator cuff. Why can't we agree that eccentric control was completely thrown out the window with CrossFit?
1: Completely and then- thrown. So... By eccentric give, control. Give me,
0: give me a single fucking movement that in CrossFit it would benefit you to do good at CrossFit to control the eccentric.
1: You're saying that it wouldn't benefit you or would because no, I it wouldn't Yeah, would. it, would, it would All every movement you do, a pull-up, you're saying doing eccentric pull-ups wouldn't help your pull-ups. They He's absolutely me, would
0: correct. But then but to win the race, to win the workout, I cannot eccentrically control my butterfly. I have to go as fast as possible. I can't eccentrically control. I think control the argument there,
1: the argument there um and definitely like i'm not disagreeing with any of your statements on eccentric stuff i think the argument there though is that doing eccentric work will make your concentric butterfly pull-ups better no oh. ifs ands or buts 100 yes. percent. it's a skill nothing like it's nothing like driving a a butterfly pull-up is nothing like swinging a golf club a certain way and if you do you know, actual training with eccentrics, you're going to get way better at it. Then
0: why don't you guys encourage the membership base of CrossFit to do? Why don't we come up with workouts that are three pull-ups, chin over the top, 10-second descent, three reps, and then five thrusters, five seconds down, five-second hold, put it on repeat for nine minutes, do it three times, and call it fucking slow and dirty for Ann. I don't give a fuck. Like, why don't we do more of that? Like, I've never seen it at the games. It's never discussed at H- at level ones. And, you know, Ackerman made a comment the other day. He's like, man, Stu, it's 2 days. I can't fit everything in there in two days. I'm like, bro, we're just talking about controlling concentric, which you can put a tempo to as well. Isometric, which gets no fucking love in CrossFit. The last time was the 2000, I think eight games where they had the parallel the L-sit. L-sit hold. You got it. That was the last time they ever gave any fucking love to isometrics. And then we go into the eccentric, which again would be the thing that's going to structurally save more people. The dropping of that barbell down on the push press, all the fucking things that we do, squatting as quick as possible, having knee sleeves on to add elasticity so i could bounce out of the hole and really hack my stretch shortening cycle all that bullshit is just shitting on the eccentric and i just wish we.
1: i think the sport i think for viewing pleasure of the sport concentric is always going to be stronger so you're going to get to see more weight lifted but but once again this is me not disagreeing i think so the concentric always is going to go higher and then i think faster is almost like a race people just like watching races and this is from the viewer that would be my only thought process there but I'm not disagreeing baseball, with it. I don't think it's central PGA golf. Great.
0: I can think of a lot of fucking slow and boring fucking sports. It still gets some oh God, really good it's so viewership. Oh, so boring. I, correct. Yeah, but, it, but
1: everybody knows baseball. So it's only
0: kidding. boring. So here's the deal. I think you're right. I think right now in the 2023 games, if they came out and they said – or 22 games, they threw it out there. You'd get a lot of like uh, – they're going to do – so like let's say it was this. Let's say it was 10-second or 20-second uh, muscle-ups, right? So it was, you had to go 10 seconds – strict, eccentrically up and 10 seconds strict and eccentrically down. And that was your ju- judge's job was to count that. I think people be like, man, this kind of, you know, kind of lame. Until they see how fucking hard it is and it starts chewing people up. And then that's what gets spectators excited. Like, man, do you see that workout that crushed Josh Bridges? I want to try that workout or man, the games threw this thing out there that's kind of out of left field. Is it really that hard to fucking, you know, hold a, an L sit for 25 seconds? It is, it is fuck face. It Very really hard. is. So like, yeah. I think, you know, it's not as entertaining. It's actually really entertaining if you put it out there and people could then be like respect how difficult it is, but all we respect is speed right now. And that's again, why CrossFit's got one of the reasons it's got a bad rap from a program design perspective.
1: Sure. Yeah. I don't think, I think when gyms go in and they're like, Hey, my only, my only goal is to make you the uh, like the fittest for the, the, the CrossFit games open, even if they refer to it like that or the fittest for your, your competition, or it's all about how much pain you can handle. That's all about that stuff is, that's kind of 2017 and it's kind of died out why I just said the open. Cause I think it's very well put together of like designing your gym around the open. I don't think that they act, if you make it in the top 10%, sure. Like dude, I haven't done a GC sit-up since the last year's 10%. I hadn't done one again since now. I'm just being honest. Like it's not going to go in. I do the class workouts. We don't have enough GHDs. It's never going to be in our class. How do you workout. plan
0: for that though? Cause you guys don't sound like they're like, when you say oh, that was pre- a nightmare. Yeah. Well, you say, dude, no prepare somebody for the open. That's kind of a, it's kind of a beat goal because how do you prepare someone for something you can't? You know, are you just sticking with the unknown and unknowable doctrine? Like no, no,
1: no, 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 no. I am definitely looking at. Well, once again, my wife does all the programming. We we obviously know movements that are going to kind of come up. Like you're going to have to do a thruster. You're going to have to do a dumbbell snatch. What are, what's going to be the hardest gymnastics in the open? Well, I mean, you're going to test potentially, you know, your chest bar pull over bar muscle potentially. So it's like, can you reach maybe those goals? And if you can't in that one workout, you're simply going to try and it's not going to work out. And you'd be like, yeah, maybe I'll try next year. Maybe I won't. Maybe I won't get it. No big deal. But for the most part, the open workouts feel very, I don't want to say low skill, but higher, you know, boot camp esque And so I think programming uh, for people to see improvements once a year on that, isn't that that hard to do.
0: Remember, a part of you as the owner, and I know your wife does the programming as a CrossFit gym, and i I felt this. I run the show, fifty-one weeks out of the fucking year. My program design, my methodology. But then one of them, I've got to sit there with a fucking thumb on my ass and wait. What you know, uh, Castro comes up with, or whoever comes up with on a Thursday night, and then like, and then be like, oh, that's what we're doing. Like I'm not in control for this anymore. Like again, I just pay you the money to use the name. However, I fucking interpret the name is up to me. That's what I pay that three thousand dollars for. But then this one week out of the year. I play pretend athlete with everybody and get everyone riled up around something that maybe I haven't really done with them. And then you get these gyms that have 12 foot ceilings and like, you know, they can't do muscle. Then they're like, man, how do I get involved in this? Or like when that walking dumbbell fucking lunge or whatever was a thing. And it was X amount of feet and all the short small gyms were bitching and complaining about that. Or gyms had to go out and buy 50 pound dumbbells, which at the time were probably a buck to a buck, 25 a pound. Like, It just, I I don't know. I like, I created a business to run the fucking show. This is my goddamn world. And it's like one week out of the year, just play puppet.
1: Yeah, no, it's, what's funny about the open is it's the the hardest time for an affiliate owner. If you do it correctly, it's 100% the hardest time, but it is your, it is the best time to potentially get new members too. I can't tell you how many people come in and they just like, they feel the vibe and they just drink beer. They watch their friend work out. And then the following two weeks, they're like, hey, that looked like so much fun. I wanted to try. So, I mean, if you're doing it the right way, you should have an environment that people don't feel intimidated. They feel like the energy. They feel, I want to be a part of this, if you're doing it right. this is, I mean, if you're doing it right, I think that should be it.
0: Why, why can't you have an organized class? Because, again, I bet you this. I bet your operational capacity is never better than when you do the open.
1: What do you mean? It's like it's so organized?
0: So fucking organized.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: That's a, No, so
1: uh, we every single workout feels, I don't want to say every single workout feels like the Open, but when the Open comes out, our members always go, are you sure you good? Because they know we work for crosswords? Like, you guys don't write, you, don't, you guys don't have any way to write, like, you don't write these at all? Because it seems like this is everything we do every single day. And we're like, no, you just, you're training well, you're training smart.
0: I just heard that. And again, if there's other CrossFit affiliates listening to this, to say, yeah, man, during the open, I get a lot of new clients and all that stuff. Like, first off, I'm surprised by that. I think that's like great and like good grand, but like, cool. Then replicate what you're doing. Why can't you fucking have like I would if that was the case. And I was like, OK, here's the here's the equation. It's well organized. We tell them they can invite their friends. We make it a really big deal. And we have food, beverage afterwards. Like, why can't you why, do that every Friday? Fuck every fucking <laughs> yeah. Friday, then, right? Like, yeah. until again, until what happens with all good marketing? Eventually, it's it doesn't no longer have a rate of return; it has a diminished return, and then you have to come up with something else. But like, if that's the case, and you're like, man, this thing was awesome, do it again, and just do it under your roles, your your programming. Yeah, it won't be as such a fucking headache, like like you mentioned.
1: Yeah. God dang it, we got. We got so we didn't get so sidetracked, but this is so good going. Right. So get us no, no, no. back on
0: track. Get us back okay. on track. Okay.
1: So so the, we got the open. So we're maximizing the operational cap capacity. Are you? What are the things you're picking? Because I have rig wall balls. Um, I hate to say it, even though the kettlebell, I I could run an affiliate without kettlebells, one hundred percent. We don't use them as much as we use the dumbbells. So I got rig wall ball boxes, dumbbells and bars. Do in in ergs. Is that like the Can that be it? Or do you, you see anything else that needs to be added?
0: Yeah, I mean, if you're, again, if your goal is running that CrossFit affiliate for open, then yeah, I think that's a pretty good equipment list.
1: Okay. So I think that, um, if you're going to program your workouts, you're going to have the open gym, you're going to have the operational capacity and the goal is to get better for the open. Are you, are you right? I'm asking the people listening. Are you doing that right now? Like, are you organizing your stuff? Are you having a, I don't want to say lesson plan for just coaching, but are you having a lesson plan for what's going to happen if I only have five people? What's going to happen if I have 30 people? Like, those are the things that I think that people really I agree. lack on.
0: I, and I'm going to call you out on that because that starts, here's where it starts, guys. One thing, what is your class cap? And if you say it's based on the programming that day, then you'll never have consistency. You'll never have projectability.
1: Yeah. No, I agree more. That's why mine is based on mainly ERGs. Like it's mainly around the ERGs. We have an ERG in every movement. Make it 28 and call it a
0: day. Make it 28 and call it a day. Because then here's the stat that you can't give me. And this is a huge stat that's going to tell me how much money you're ever going to make. What is your utilization rate? Utilization rate. Exactly. Every CrossFitter. What is the (laughs) utilization rate? It is the percentage of attending members out of the total spots available utilization rate is the thing that shows you Not the a- revenue generated average revenue per class. It's the thing that tells you which coach has a really high utilization rate over the past year. And when you move that coach around into different class spots, you'll see that utilization rate kind of still stay high for that coach. Like, man, that's really one of my rock stars. Or is Sally just got a high utilization rate? Cause she coaches the 5. PM and the 5 PM is fucking a boss time class. It just works for everybody. So utilization rate is what an airline in an arena would do or okay. Or, any successful boutique micro gym model you've ever seen, they look at utilization rates. Guys, we have 28 spots in class and we have six classes today. We can sell 168 spots, okay? But we only went ahead and we only sold today 103 spots and that means our utilization rate for the day was 63%. Not bad, but there's a lot of gaps. A lot of gaps. Where are those gaps? What class times are those gaps? And like, this is all just data that mind body and probably all their software gives people, but most people don't even understand or don't even use that term until I get into like my no offense, anyone. I'm a sophisticated like you're not, but I get into like my sophisticated boutique world and I work with those guys and utilization rate is as common as average client. Oh no,
1: dude, you're not gonna offend me. Trust me. I, I know, I know, I know. You're, I'm, you're I'm not talking, gonna trust offend me, me, I'm not worried
0: about you sending me and tell my mom <laughs> to die of cancer in the eyes. I'm thinking of everyone who listens.
1: <laughs> no, you're so that but that's the thing is most people who listen are gonna be more like me. Like First of all, it goes back to what we talked about. I don't know if we hit record or not, but if you're, you're a humanitarian and that's why you stayed with CrossFit, you didn't open a CrossFit gym to make a ton of money or you did, you did it incorrect. Like, that's never going to be it. It's never going to be the thing that makes you the most money. And you have to know that. I'm but not I... saying you can't make an okay living or a good living, but you, you probably are not going to do as well if, if you are doing something similar to like a bells and, and balls method, like you talked about, or maybe an orange sear or maybe a whatever, like, Go for, yeah.
0: It depends. I mean, there's plenty of gyms out there. I work with plenty of them that are doing well over a million dollars a year at a 26% profit margin. And the husband and wife fucking can take vacations anytime they want. They could buy another house. They could buy a but There are gyms that are. Oh, however, yeah, totally. However... It- <laughs> it's again, it's very difficult because those are big, what I call like transformers. They're fucking big monster machines. Like there's right. a lot of fucking clients, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of clients, which means you need dozens of fucking staff, which, you know, there's just a lot of things going on there for the average micro gym owner though. Right. I think your statement's correct. If you get into this and you really don't invest time to work smart, not hard because you all work hard. Everyone works. Right. hard it just, if not invest the time and energy to work smart, then yeah, you, you probably won't walk away making, you might, might be able to pull a hundred thousand dollars a year out of that business. If you do it halfway decent.
1: Totally. And I don't disagree with you. So that's why I think like the 24 hour thing um, is a huge add on because it at least, it at least increases your price for average member. And then the at home yeah. kits, that was if something we, that we yeah. kind of talk about. Correct.
0: If we have the demographic and the culture of people who want open gym, like again, like some cultures don't, some cultures get in, get fit, get out. Like, why would I yeah. come back? I already came. Like <laughs> yeah. When you're across the gym and you're pushing sport, like the open, now you can sell templates and skill sessions and, and workout, you know, whatever to improve your muscle ups and your handstand push ups or whatever the fuck it may be. So you got to have that. You also got to have a demographic that can do it. You probably don't have a lot of 47 year olds doing open gym and class
1: dude we do i well, and i'm not disagreeing with your statement but we do i i think the more i talk to you the more i realize is that we've created a culture and i'm trying to articulate how but that doesn't mean that every single person is going to be able to do that sure. like i mean i don't coach it i am not overworked i am not overstressed i get to spend a majority of my time with my son um Insight Tax take takes care of absolutely everything. What I keep saying, Insight Tax. What am I trying to say? Uh, oh, you,
0: you got it. Insight Tax. No, but it,
1: I have the the person too. The same Aaron. person you have. Aaron.
0: Yeah. Aaron Smith. So she
1: takes. Yeah, yeah, she takes care of absolutely everything. Big
0: shout out to Aaron Smith, the best fucking. Huge shout bookkeeper. out. She's awesome. She literally keeps me. Ab- she's she's amazing. She takes very so good just, care. of I just
1: clients. think the affiliate owners, when, when they listen to this, like, don't be afraid to program longer workouts. Don't be afraid to program majority EMOMs, AMRAPs. This is just my opinion, once again because you're still gonna be able to get people fit. As you can see, if you can work out for 25, if you can teach people to work out for 25 minutes, their aerobic capacity is gonna increase. And really anything hit with, like if they get hit, let's say our test is the open and there's an eight minute workout, they're gonna just do just fine. Like I think too many people start to freak out and be like, am I getting enough of like this time domain work, et cetera. Like just have people go in and work out for a long time, pick a couple things, have them use an ERG, cause they can kind of recover you know, for the most part, and you're going to be okay in your program. Yeah. There's, I think
0: there, I think there's a lack of scholastic education there. I think people think like I have to program two, three minute workouts that the phosphagen creatine system, and I need exactly. to program. And I'm like, no, you stupid fuck. So with tempo training, I literally program zero to 60. It's a 60 minute piece inside of it for myself. I can go ahead and program, you know, 45 seconds on the erg at three and three is like me going as hard, you know, as hard as I can, for 45 seconds. And then like, and then I can go ahead and be like, okay, now we're going to do five strict bar muscle-ups with a three-second down whatever. And I know that's going to slow me down. My heart rate's going to get back down to 125, one It's going to chill, right? Because it's, it's not, my heart rate's not up. And then I can program something else out again. And I can intermittently have bouts of CP, creatine phosphate, bouts of glycolytic but the entire fucking thing is 60 minutes so it's oxidative anyway it's like the crossfit games the crossfit games are an aerobic test of fitness with bouts of cp and bouts of glycolytic that's it correct
1: did you ever um you i don't know if we did uh the podcast or not but we used to do a thing called ticker training and it blew our gym up and a lot of people liked it but we ended up having to get rid of it due to the complications but like orange theory I don't, i orange tree is great. Actually, we train a lot of orange tree trainers, but their science is incorrect. And, and this is the only thing I'm going to say why is because you need to have a metabolic crossover of where people's heart rate actually is me working at my heart rate at 120, I'm doing a lot more stuff because my crossover of where I'm changing from carbohydrates to fats, I've done on, a, on an analysis where they kind of put a mask on you and you're like, all right, at this heart rate, boom, you're now using carbohydrates as a fuel source. So if you stay under this, you're in, you're just working aerobically. So we had everybody get that test. Hundreds of people get that test. And then they watched their heart rate doing long, you know, like two dumbbell snatches, row 10 calories, two dumbbell snatches, row 10 calories, but I'll be damned. And they kept their heart rate below where they were supposed to. If it got up high, they just row a little bit slower and I'll be damned. People got fitter, yeah. but it just got way too hard and way too complicated. Um,
0: Going back to the I, taking high intensity out of the operational definition for, you know, I think would be great. Well, hey, hold
1: on. Don't take high intensity out because I can do things at a low intensity. Given my heart, given using heart rate as a, a variable, like a heart rate test, I'm doing something, let's say on a bike at I'm holding 60 watts or whatever. I can do that. And that's high intensity for someone else. So that goes back to relative. Yeah.
0: I apologize. Yeah. Relative or I like varying intensity. Like if you like it should be all across the board, but yeah, no, correct.
1: No, I just think, uh, yeah, man. I mean,
0: there's just so much
1: out there that people are bitching about. I think in the affiliates that I see and that I hear, and they're not changing, it doesn't mean they have to do every single thing that you're saying, but you need to listen. Like you, you need to listen to what you're saying just to
0: And I wouldn't even say like, yeah, no. And I, I do appreciate that. And I, I believe it's this, the affiliates that dislike me because like, the biggest thing was when I, when I deaffiliated from CrossFit, That was, that was a big thing where people who were listening are like, Oh man, good information, Stu, good job on you. CrossFit South ends. Great. The second I got rid of it and I started going to the, get rid of the rig and I went to five foot barbells and no dropping the bar and they literally no nothing he has to say is valuable anymore because he doesn't do what I do and See, so I,
1: I don't mean to pause I don't mean to throw out yeah. well I got those five foot barbells dude I have 25 of them and guess yeah. what new members new members who come in and they just pick up a barbell and they're like yeah I like this one yeah. and then that's what they do and guess what I just shrunk my like for, space yeah. for client or whatever you Correct. call that yeah. like, they don't know any different. so same thing with the workouts like if somebody comes in they're like man these workouts are really long and really fun like how do I let's say the workouts. these workouts are really long and I'm dying. I'm like, well, you're just going to end up going slower then because you're going to see 20 to 40 minute workouts all the time. And again, guess what? If you're going slower, you're probably going to be um, a little less likely to hurt yourself from time to time. You know, so, I mean, there's just so much in there that you do say that is correct. And I think can be applied without completely dropping the CrossFit Open as a concept or without completely dropping, you know, things of that.
0: So, you know, and going, and that's the thing with tempo, like when I talked to someone about it, so uh, at Urban Movement, it's on the YouTube, I did a 20 day tempo training challenge where I took Fran and Murph and I took all these fucking workouts. I'm like, here's how I would do it inside of Urban Movement. Now, again, that's with the class logistics dialed in, not what I would maybe do uh, doing my own tempo training in an open gym setting, but here's how I would do it here. Hey, CrossFitters, go give this a try. Tell me what you think. And the biggest thing I got from everybody is like, man, Stu, that throwing that tempo on, it's like putting a governor in a car. It was so nice. Cause I could add tempo in spots where I know what the wheels fall off. I'm at the highest risk, right? So like, yeah. um, I hate watching kids do the fucking devil press where they keep their ass up in the air, the knees barely bent, and it's just this, this rounded back, big fucking lift up. It's so sloppy and douchey looking. And instead, you can go ahead and you could add a tempo on the eccentric. You can force certain things like getting your ass below the crease, you know, getting get down to crease of the hip below the knee at the bottom of the, uh, the devil press, whatever it may be. You just get to put governors in, in places that you don't like the quality of movement that comes when someone's trying to move quickly. And
1: I love like, that you're so passionate about about the tempo. I fucking yeah. love it.
0: You need to sell it online
1: because, once again, if you want to make the most money possible, don't open I, the gym, period. Go online. Like, I'll yeah. tell you that
0: right now. We I, had over
1: 3,000 members before I left Thunder, bro. It, it it's yeah i uh you're, I'll be, you're yeah, correct I'm, you need to I'm, go online
0: i i don't i'm dude bro i'm enjoying <laughs> i'm I, i'm enjoying fucking my mailbox money and just working out just me and doing my thing uh it's so much like that's why that content's been so fun for me to make is because i don't fucking care like yeah someone's like right. fuck this i'm like no pressure but, but dude this is literally just i like i create content because i think it's fun this is just one that's not monetized so i don't have to worry about it now, tonight I'm going to shoot a micro G university video because I monetized the living fuck out of that. But right. this this is just fun. This is just me sharing. And because I've been so stuck in the content game of business, I, I mean, most people don't realize if you think I know a lot about business, I promise you I probably know more. About exercise, fizz, strength, and conditioning protocols. I probably know more about that than I can I actually do. I business. can totally
1: tell, and that's why I won't argue. Like I don't want to sit and argue the tempo. I never would with you because you are correct. <laughs> there's nothing, <laughs> dude. There's nothing better than a center control. I mean, if you have a center control and you're doing full range of motion, eccentric control. You know that's why the knees over toes guy, Ben Patrick, is getting all this like uh, clout or whatever right now. I mean, that stuff is fantastic. That that being said, most people don't know how to meditate. OK, the only way they can meditate is by breathing hard and kind of being a little bit uncomfortable. And I think that's why CrossFit, Boot Camp, Orange Theory, anything of that nature um, for an extended period of time really attracts people. Do you disagree?
0: No, I agree. Uh, I, yeah. it also, and I think I, with
1: I, tempo, you'd have to use your brain. You do. You do. Like if you lose for one second, I can't disengage my lats right here. Like, I, OK, one, two, yep. two, two are using your brain. I think for brains like me and you, I, I think that does work well. I don't know how many people in a huge group setting would like it. I, I can't say
0: right I mean, you guys though. know what you CrossFitters do. I mean, like they do even do it at the gym I go to now. Everyone's got a little whiteboard, and they're fucking drawing a line with a Sharpie and taking fingers. and Like, <laughs> uh, dude, I it's that shit to me is so – I mean, like, listen, more power to you. I'm not talking shit on anyone who does that, but it's just one of those things where it's like – you probably have a very high stress threshold job, Sally, and there's probably a lot of things you have to multitask. And you're telling me that this four movement workout, you have got to write it down on a whiteboard and a, with the number next to it because you cannot keep track of this yourself. Again, maybe you're going too fast, bitch. Maybe yeah. you should fuck go. Well, slow not to get sciencey
1: out. again, not to get sciencey again, but in the ticker training, in reality, is it doesn't matter how fit you are in, in terms of let's just call it the open or CrossFit games again. If you if you don't have a good utilization of fat, and all of a sudden you stand up and go upstairs, and your heart rate skyrockets to 170 because it thinks it's about to go do a bunch of squat cleans, that's not health. Actually, that actually hurts your stress. So if you do have a stressful job, if you're a firefighter, and then you come in and absolutely ham your heart rate so freaking high, you know, for three minutes or or for five minutes, and then you try to do something else, like the goal is actually aerobic uh, work at a lower heart rate will help your health long-term will help your heart more. Um, and I think with our work, I, I hate saying like we're doing it correctly, but with our workouts, if you, if you do, if you start our gym and you, you just go balls to the wall and all these 25 and 40 minute workouts, you're going to run yourself into the wall and you're going to be like, dude, what is going on? I, I can't, I can't hate, I can't even come two days in a row or I'm too sore. And yeah. I'll simply tell you, be like, you're going to naturally have to lower your weight and slow down. I don't even have to tell you it or you're not going to be able to come
0: to the gym. And that's why I like heart rate. So I literally, the only reason I own this thing is originally I had it because we had the Sonos app. So if I was Mm -hmm. like walking around the gym and I needed to dial down the app or whatever, because the music was too loud that for my liking for that part of the workout, but I literally, um, heart rate based training. And when all I, all I mean by that is I know what like my recovery based heart rate is. I know what like my, you know, my sustainable heart rate is. And I know what like my non-sustainable heart rate is. And I'm able to, again, I'm downshifting and upshifting as needed throughout a workout. Just, you just I know use the wrist monitor. That's it, man. That's it. Yeah. So, cause I don't care if it's accurate. I, as long as it's the right. same, as long as it's the same, you know, thing every time it just gives me a little speedometer. That's all I need. Yeah. And there are days. I long, would, yeah. Go ahead.
1: I would I would challenge you to use a uh, use an arm or a polar on sure. your chest and then just t- tag it to that just for a month just
0: to yeah, see if yeah. you that way you can be super accurate. But correct. But the next thing is, I truly don't care. Like if right. the heart rate You're didn't show the concerned. number, it showed red, yellow and green. That's all I would need. Like, I right. don't care what the fucking heart rate is. All I know right. is that, OK, dial it back down and go. And now let's say like I forgot this the other day I was working out when I was in Florida. Okay. Well, I'm just going to go based on how I feel. And that's perfectly fine too. Like you, like once you've been RPE, rate of perceived exertion is something though, that you need a decent training age to really fucking understand of yourself. Cause when you first start working out, everything is an RPE of fucking eight like or yeah. nine, you know? Um, but yeah. Uh, okay. We did so- the
1: RPE. We just got, uh, this is something that we did. Uh, people can take it we just got our uh, our vinyl guy to do an RPE scale and I put it right next to where we do deliver the workout. And I tell people, I'm like, guys, you should never reach a 10 and it's, it's cool. It's got our logo. It's got what a nine feels like, what a 10 feels like all the way down to one. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. this is, we call it a flow workout. This is a flow workout. You should be anywhere from a three to a six. You know, when you get back to the erg, you should bring your perceived exertion down to a three. When you go do fucking, you know, dumbbell lunges and thrusters, you should then probably bring it up to a six. And I, I think,
0: can't sing along with the music that's in the gym that's a problem what do you say i always have it like uh, you should be able to you should be able to for a for the average person working out for fitness and looking better naked at any given point probably be able to sing along with the lyrics oh yeah if you know them very
1: simple yeah, and um i actually like that a lot because i do that to people sometimes i work out our 6 a.m class i don't coach any of them I try to work out and you know i still i still do the workouts to my ability but I will talk to people while going, like today was um, five pull-ups, 10 step-ups, 15 wall balls, 10 rounds. We, we don't do, we do one like round workout a week because we call that the compete. So here's a way to actually challenge yourself because it's four time, but we do put a 25 minute time cap on that. I'm going doing like doing the pull-ups, talking to people, while I'm going, and then I get done. They're like, wow, you got done fast, but you're not even that tired. I'm like, yeah, because I'm not going to murder myself. I'm just going to do the workout and we're going to have fun. But um, I think that that is that is true. Like you should be able to be coherent. You should be able to sing. You should be able to do all that stuff.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. You know, it's the other thing. I I listen to people and they'll talk about like, man, I just this work. I don't want to do this work. This work is gonna fucking kill me. I'm like, bro, isn't it kind of fucked up that you pay yeah. money to come somewhere <laughs> and this is like the place you're supposed to enjoy and you generally don't even want to do it? Like, like that's why. Like, I'm literally once we get off this call and go take their five thirty p.m. class. And I modify every workout based on whatever the fuck it is I want to do tempo training wise. Now, I always generally stay within the movement uh, genre kind of thing, right? Like, you know, they're doing squat cleans. I might go ahead and do like a deficit lunge or something. I'm going to add in tempo. If they're doing bar muscle ups, I might do like strict or weighted chest to bar pull ups with the tempo, whatever it is. Like I might, but it's in the same category, but it's my workout. It's mine. Like that workout on the board is a fucking suggestion. And I'm lucky enough that I'm educated enough that I can tweak that recipe accordingly. That's why I believe that the autonomous fitness person is about five years out from being a bigger you know, category of the pie, because you can't keep educating these kids in all these really good gyms, CrossFits, berries, all this shit, and not have someone be like, man, that's a really good workout, Andrew, but I've been, dude, I've been really trying to get bigger quads. And I heard that like uh, uh, cyclist squats, putting my heels up on this plate would be way better. I think I'm going to do that instead. And you might be like, that's cool, dude. That's fine. Yeah, cool. Great squat Just Wait, go for it. Well, now he's doing a cycle squat. And if someone's up, man, I've been trying to get that Ryan Fisher booty. I really want to do some rear leg elevated RDLs, heavy dumbbells. Okay, man, that's what yeah. you want. And you know how to do it. Go for it. And again, like it, you, you scale that out and it looks more like, you know, an individual that looks more like open gym than it does anything else.
1: Yeah, it's it's just so funny because I, I, I listen to, I do talk to people, you know, from time to time, L oh, one who own a gym, maybe they're redoing it. And, you know, they will tell me those sorts of things. Like, oh, I'm having trouble. This member wants this, they, you know, I'm not getting enough biceps or, you know, I want to do this program. I'm like, it just sounds like you have too many chiefs or, uh, you know, you have too many kitchen. members trying to, yeah, you have too many members trying to be chiefs. Like you're the chief, okay? You are the chief of your own gym and so you just like
0: but i don't know what if that client wants the no. biceps and he's like hey yeah, i'm only right. gonna do my pull-up supine and i, I care. you know like and hey when i do when we do power cleans i like i tell people you want bigger arms don't do power cleans with a barbell do them with dumbbells make you bigger arms in a fucking in in the same amount of time the barbell well if you it, want
1: bigger arms do eccentrics i mean if you want sure. bigger arms you need but, to eat but more there's
0: so much yeah, yeah. Yeah. But do, I, do them with dumbbells. I, They're going to force you to actually curl. Cause you can't, you're not going to fucking You're not going to do this beautiful, like fucking barbell yeah. base clean and stuff. But yeah, you know, and that comes down to, is it the client? Are they picking their journey? Are you telling the client what their journey should be? And again, I don't think there's a right or wrong way. I'm not telling people how to run their business on this fucking podcast. You do you boo boo. But, um, yeah, you just gotta, I mean, you just gotta be aware, you know, aware of which one you're doing.
1: Yeah. I just think with rent too. I mean, that's a big thing. I think people are getting into these higher rate rent spaces and then they're limiting themselves because they don't look at the, you know, the operational capacity or something like that. They don't sure. look at the space. Like what are they going to actually have to charge? So I guess just not to bring it full circle, but what would be your, I guess, limitations then on rent and price for 25% class? of my revenue.
0: So I don't want yeah, more okay. than 25% of my total monthly revenue to have to go to rent. If I'm getting into like the 32s, 35s, 37s, man, um, you're, you're going to have to sacrifice money in other areas like HR. So you're, you know, you're going to not be able to pay coaches as much. I think
1: 25% is pricey. I think if you're going to be a humanitarian CrossFit affiliate owner, you should probably go 10 to 15 max.
0: But good. I mean, again, I'm just talking good luck in a commercial real from coming from a, as a commercial real estate guy in a tier two to tier one market again you're searching high and low for that number it really is yeah. it's going to be difficult um, oh you're
1: never having tier. is tier two we we actually had a comment about that is tier two like good
0: yeah yeah so like tier is, okay. ones are like new york miami chicago la okay. tier two is like you look at something like um uh chattanooga nashville charlotte san antonio mm. austin that kind of if you, you want to be
1: a if you want to be a successful gym crossfit gym owner it kind of how we talked about, it. you might as well go to tier seven in terms like you're not, you're not going to have it. It's just not going to
0: work. And, it the can, and the, well, here's the thing is it can, you can go to a tier two, you can be paying 25 to 30 bucks a square foot, whatever it may be. It's just all about, again, like, you know, if you're in Charlotte, you can be at 25% of your total month of total monthly revenue. You're just told the nice thing about Charlotte is you can charge $200 a month. Yeah. And guess what that means? You're going to need volume. Right. So once you, once you make that decision, you're like, well, I can't have it. You you wouldn't be able to have 20 fucking ergs. You'd be like, man, I might have to go to Stu's in place model with a 12 erg model for 24 people. I need to charge 200 bucks and blah, 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 blah. And I need to have 13 classes a day. And like, and again, it's just all based on your economics. That's why I tell people fitness models are fitness models, business models are business models. Don't get the two confused or you're going to be that dude selling their shit on Craigslist real fucking quick.
1: (laughs) And that's why people should hire you. I mean, like this is this is why i wanted to see like where i'm at because i'm like i think i'm doing things right i i, I don't need to hire you i i can do it i
0: can do a podcast with still and it's, it's right, good
1: yeah, enough I'm, I'm just gonna <laughs> do it with them and see and see where we land here but i think for the most part um i mean people can like dm me and stuff on hey you said this and tell me yeah, more yeah. about that because i feel like you like a lot of people are in my i am an above average uh I don't want to say I'm an above average trainer. I'm an above average community builder, and I think that helped. That's years of working for CrossFit. I'm an above average crypto investor. Just kidding. But um, you know, there's there's so many th- there's so many things that yeah. you say that I think the normal affiliate owner who's like only paying fifteen hundred dollars a month, like ranges from from thirty to seventy members, can still benefit from in things yeah. like the shorter barbells and the program. Like we talked about yep. the program design. Using the erg, you know, look 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 at your model of how many people are gonna be able to fit per erg and all that stuff so I think I just think there's some good stuff there that the average one could still take
0: and I appreciate that man and I like I told you before we hit record I realize my delivery is not like some people don't like it, and that's perfectly fine and I probably could be more impactful if I changed how I talked and who I was but that, that's not going to happen but I know I talk a lot about like on the community side and I talk a little shit on it and I mean again just like from a practical standpoint everyone's like man community I'm so good at it. I'm like great you know who else has community prison it's a great community yeah. side prison the KKK Those motherfuckers have great community. NAMBLA, North American Male Boy Lovers Association. These are companies and organizations and entities that have fucking community. You can create a community at all. Go into a random bar last Saturday when Duke and UNC are playing. Now, you don't know anybody there. The only common denominator is you like dark blue or you like light blue. OK, and guess what? Fucking community happened instantly without you even knowing anyone's name. Making community is not that fucking impressive. And when an owner's like, "Ooh, we make community, I'm like, shut the fuck up. You were talking about the easiest thing to do to take Correct. people who show up. OK, so again, anyone listening to thinks I'm a motherfucker, just run this through your head. You mean it's hard to make community when everybody shows up? around the same time every day and has to interact with each other and has to interact with each other to some degree every day after the course of six months to a year, they're kind of friends or know each other. You think that's your fucking, like you've made it. You're the fucking best gym owner. Get the fuck out of here.
1: Oh, absolutely. I, I do not disagree with you on that. If you, if you are advertising, we have the best community that you are telling me one thing right now you, you you probably don't have the best community. I mean, it should speak for itself. It should be something that's intimate with with you guys. It doesn't need to be discussed. There, like I, I think when people rely on that too much, that's where it dies out.
0: Yeah, it's just not impressive. It's like it's like Lululemon saying like our clothes don't fall apart, right? It's like yeah. a it's like a, a Tesla saying the the lug nuts stay on. Like it's just like. Yeah, I fucking would think so. Like if you told me you didn't have that, I'd be really fucking like it'd be an issue. So, but guys, listen, uh, Andrew is a wealth of knowledge. And the fact that I, one thing I love about you, bro, is because you do come from this CrossFit side. You're very, you're, you're balls deep with uh, with home office and you know a fuck ton. You've worked with so many different people and helping them improve their own movement, helping them how to coach other people's movement. Um, you've got a great traditional, non-apologetic CrossFit gym that I, in my opinion is from a business model sophisticated. And it sounds like even in this conversation, it's getting more sophisticated as time goes on. Um, and you have an open mind, which is one reason reasons I really appreciate you. There's a lot of guys in your position that think probably, again, not a big fan. You've always had an open mind. You've always been very, uh, very cool with me. I, I truly consider you a colleague. If anyone's listening to this and they want to talk more to you because they, they like the delivery of what you got going <laughs> on, how can they get in touch with you?
1: Oh, man. See, that's, a, that's the funny part. Like, I am so over trying to shill, shilling in the cryptos where you like put your referral code and then people sign up for it. And then they end up giving, you know, you money in a project. I am so over shilling. You can find me on fucking Instagram, Andrew Charles with one. You're going to see a majority of pictures of my kid. And sometimes the gym, I'll probably respond to a message there, but I, uh, you know, to find you.
0: Here's a good place to find you. Any of you guys see a post of mine you don't like, you don't agree with, State your piece and then tag Andrew in it because he will give a very good, unbiased fucking his well, own like opinion. That. of it. Yeah. And that's a good place to really engage and kind of see Andrew's thoughts on different things.
1: Yeah, totally. No, I, I just I, I one day want to get probably more. I, I thought I was organized to, to get you in this game. I, <laughs> I wasn't. <laughs>
0: we'll, try it, again, we'll try, it yeah, we try it again, man. We'll try it again. We can try
1: it again. just, but for the most part, I think we got a few good things out there. So
0: yeah, man, absolutely. Dude, Andrew, I appreciate it, man. Thank you for taking our time today.
1: Awesome, man. Have a good workout.